the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Next, another special News Radio WGNS broadcast. Expecting a full day of baseball today. We've got it for you. <laughs> let's play. Let's play one and a half or one and a third. Yeah. <laughs> the Raiders and the Rice Owls, Conference USA, will complete a suspended game from yesterday or last night when the storm moved in and the rain started to fall and the lightning showed up. The game was halted. After about an hour and 15 minutes, with Middle Tennessee leading three to nothing in the sixth inning, and that's where we're going to pick it up, John, with two outs in the top of the sixth inning, as Rice will have their leadoff batter Jacob Deveni on to face a different pitcher. Patrick Johnson started for the Raiders, did an outstanding job, went five and two-thirds innings, allowed no runs on only one hit. Walked one, struck out uh, a pair, and he will give way to another freshman, Ollie Akins, who will uh, pick up the game and try to save it for uh, Johnson. Yeah, and Ollie Akins will be making his 10th appearance, uh, eighth in uh, relief. He's thrown 21 innings, given up nine runs, five of them earned on 18 hits, seven walks, 12 strikeouts. Got a 2.14 ERA, a 2-0 record. Does not have a save if it's uh, coach's intention to bring him on here and let him go the rest of the way, which would be entirely possible. Pick up a three-out sa- or three-inning save. Certainly a save situation right now with the three-nothing lead. Holly's last outing was in San Antonio, and it was in the third game. Had a uh, had a very outstanding uh, five-inning stint in relief of Eric Swan. Five innings allowed no runs and one hit. He walked two, struck out one, hit a batter, but uh, the Raiders were in a position to tie that game or perhaps take a lead and send it into extra innings, but uh, could not get the tying run across in the top of the ninth inning, so the game ended with San Antonio winning five to four, but uh, Aikens uh, was just outstanding in relief and We certainly are looking forward to seeing him again today. It'll be his first outing since then. Well, it would not have surprised me had we not had that uh, game suspended last night if uh, uh, Ollie Aikens might not have gotten the Sunday start uh, this week. But look at that, Dick. The sun's trying to come through this mostly cloudy situation. Oddly enough, it's 67 degrees, which is exactly what it was at 6 o'clock last night when we started the first game of the series, 67 degrees. It is mostly cloudy, and we do have a a rather uh, brisk wind out of the west at 16 miles an hour. So we'll see how that will affect play tonight. We had no wind in the game last uh, night. It was calm, 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 calm. This wind is uh, uh, blowing in from uh, center field or something uh, approximately like that. You know, you never can quite tell what's happening outside uh, because of the effect of the football stadium. All right, let's set the stage for you. 
It is Middle Tennessee three, Rice nothing. We're in the top of the sixth inning with two outs, nobody on base. And the Rice leadoff man, Jacob Devenny, will be the batter. The Raiders scored a run in the first inning in the uh, game last night and then came back after two were out in the fifth inning and put two more runs uh, on the board. Well, actually put one more run on the board after Jackson Galloway let off the fifth with a home run. And then uh, the Raiders, after two outs, put another run up and uh, lead by a score of three to nothing. And that's the way uh, the game will progress from this point forward. The Raiders will have their uh, set infield of Jennings and Coker, Mabry, and D.J. Wright. Galloway, Vincent, and Snyder in the outfield. And Briggs Rudder behind the plate. And on the mound will be the freshman, Ollie Akins. And the batter will be Jacob Devenny. He will stand in with two outs and the base is empty. And we assume the umpires are the same as they were last night. I think I recognize the home plate umpire. First pitch from Akins in for a strike call. Nothing and one and we're underway in our suspended game. Timothy Rosso, the home plate umpire. Akins with the pitch, swung on, fouled away over in front of the Rice dugout, and it is 0-2. Rice in their uh, road gray uniforms, navy blue, lettering and numerals. Raiders uh, with the camo jerseys today, blue caps and white pants. Here's the 0-2 pitch, and it's outside for a ball, 1-2. and Devaney came in hitting 250 yesterday. He, was, uh, he has been 0-2 in this game has grounded out twice. And as John said, bright sunshine has broken through here as we start baseball today. Pitches outside, ball two, and it's two and two to Devenny. It's there almost as quickly. It uh, hides behind a cloud. No shift for the Raiders. They did a lot of shifting last night. No shift for this batter. Swing and a miss. Struck him out with a high fastball, and that is way the way we start here in the sixth inning, three up and three down, no runs, no hits, and nobody left. So we'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning, and a score still, Middle Tennessee three, Rice nothing, on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning, and just like Middle Tennessee, Rice will make a pitching change, and this will be the fourth pitcher 
uh, they will have used in this game. And uh, he is a right-hander, Ryland Urbancic. Urbancic uh, making his eighth appearance. All but one of those have been in relief. He's thrown 13 in the third innings. He's given up six runs, five of them earned on 10 hits, nine walks, 11 strikeouts, a 3.38 ERA with no record. Opponents only hitting 204 against this right-hander. So he will get to face the meat of the batting order here, the three, four, five hitters coming up for the Raiders in the sixth inning. Brett Coker, Briggs Rutter, and Jeremiah Boyd. Your Banzik, 6'1", 207. He's a freshman from College Station, Texas. I think there's a school out there, isn't there? Uh, a college in uh, their college think, and college station. Let me think about that a little bit. <laughs> Coker has grounded out and singled. He is one for two in this game. Urbanzik will pitch out of the set position. And his first pitch is swung on, hit in the air to left field and deep, but not deep enough. The left fielder is going to get a beat on that one, and that is DeBenny who will make the catch for out number one here in the sixth. Dick, last night, that one goes farther. Uh, the wind held that ball up, though, knocked it down a little bit, and gave DeVinny a chance to get over there and haul it in. No doubt. When it left the bat, uh, I thought we had a possible double or even a home run, but it was taken shy of the warning track. Here's Rudder, taps it right back up the middle. Shortstop's going to make a good play, and he does. And that is the freshman shortstop, Royo, charged, picked it up on the infield grass and made the throw to first to get Rudder. So two pitches and two outs here in the sixth inning, John. Last night, uh, Roy, uh, was it Royo, right? Royo uh, had a had the only error that uh, Rice committed, and that ended up costing the Owls a run in the first inning. Jeremiah Boyd is the batter. He has flied out and hit into a double play. Your Banzik's pitch in there for a strike, nothing and one. Boyd coming into the game last night, just a shade under 300 at 299. He needs a hit or two to get back over that, uh, that level. Pitch is inside for a ball, one ball, one strike. Well, he had been in a terrible, terrible slump and got uh, got a day off on Tuesday, back in the lineup on Wednesday, and paid off with a big home run up at Lipscomb. Swing and a smash to third. Third baseman has it. Fires to first in time, and it's a 1-2-3 inning for Rice in the sixth. Three up, three down, nothing across. We have completed six full innings. Totals are... This way, Middle Tennessee, three runs, five hits, one error. Rice, no runs, one hit, one error. Three to nothing Raiders as we go to the seventh inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. 
My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. And we go to the seventh inning. Raiders leading three to nothing. This is the completion of last night's suspended game. The score has not changed, and we are hopeful that it won't. <laughs> Unless uh, on the uh, on the home side, we, we wouldn't mind adding a run or two. Well, I tell you, those two runs we picked up in the bottom of the fifth last night were important runs. Pierce Gallo will lead it off for the Owls here in the seventh. He has walked and grounded out. First pitch from Ollie Akins and for a strike, nothing and one. It will be Gallo, Walsh, and Garibay here in the seventh. There's a line shot, a base hit to left field, and might be extra bases. As Gallo's on his way to second, Galloway picks it up. Off the warning track in left field, gets it back in. That's a stand-up double for Gallo. And that's why those extra two runs last night were so important. Center fielder number five, Connor Walsh. So a runner at second with nobody out, and the batter is Connor Walsh. He is hit into a fielder's choice and fly to right. He was their co-leader in home runs on this ball club. Aiken's pitch is in there for a call strike, nothing and one. That hit by Gallo, only the second hit of the game for the Owls. Runner leads at second. And the one strike pitch is a strike call, nothing and two. crowd here still coming in they may have been expecting just one game john well they're getting a little bit of free action then getting a bonus two strikes the count and the pitch is strike three call he looked at three pitches and will go take a seat so akins gets his second strikeout and with one out, the batter is Guy Garibay. He's the right fielder. He is fouled out and hit back to the pitcher. 0-4-2. He's a left-handed batter. They'll shift on him, even with a runner at second. So Jennings has got to be alert over third base. Pitch is low. One ball, no strikes. Jennings, the only infielder on the left of second, left side of second base. So he's got to guard third base and... Be aware of what the batter's doing. Akins checks the runner and a drive to right field. Snyder moving over, makes a running catch. The runner will tag and go to third, but that was a very fine play by Eston Snyder, the Blue Raider right fielder. Had to go towards the line and uh, that was a line drive. He reached his uh, reached out ahead of himself and uh, Pulled it in. This is Drew Holderbach, first baseman. He is flied out and grounded to third. 
Runner at third, two outs. Aikens pitch and first strike, nothing and one. Outfield, just about straight away. As is the infield, not shifting for this guy. Fouled off the screen. Aikens ahead in the count, 0-2. Have a few dark clouds that have moved in overhead, but the threat of rain is very slim, according to the forecast. Yeah, and uh, once we get past... uh Pitch is high, ball one, one and two. I think it's the next hour that uh, they had said there was a possibility of some rain. And uh, once we get past that, it uh, should be clear sailing in about five o'clock. The sun's going to be out. One ball, two strikes the count. And the pitch checks oh, away. Did he go? Yes. yes. And that is strike three. Put that in your books as a swinging strike. And that is all in the seventh inning for the Owls. No runs, a leadoff double. The runner left stranded at third. And it is already, John, seventh inning stretch time at the ballpark. (laughs) We'll uh, take it with them. It's uh, Middle Tennessee three and Rice nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. John Catlow with you from Bruce Smith Field as the Raiders take a three to nothing lead into the bottom half of the seventh inning. This is the completion of last night's suspended game and the score has not changed since last night. Well, it, uh, the only reason it didn't change is uh, Ollie Aikens just gives up a leadoff double in the seventh inning and then pitches around it couple of strikeouts in the line drive and we're still three to nothing. For the Raiders, Jackson Galloway will lead it off. Galloway grounded out in the second and in the fifth inning, led off the fifth inning with a solo home run over the left field wall. 
It was a line drive. Just cleared defense in front of the Lee Victory Wall of Champions. It was his second home run of the season. That kind of, that's the kind of line drive that m might go today because it'll stay down underneath that wind. Here is your Banzik's first pitch, and it is a check swing and ball one to Jackson Galloway. Galloway, D.J. Wright, Gabe Jennings, scheduled hitters here in the seventh inning. Right-hander comes set, and the pitch is swung on, hit deep to left field, but foul, and that one's not going to stay in the ballpark. <laughs> no. Uh, in fact, that bounced uh, right down there by gate four at Floyd Stadium. One ball, one strike to Galloway. Leading off here in the seventh. And the pitch is swung on line to third, but snagged there by the third baseman Rydell for out number one. Last night's game, John, there were some line drives hit sure there that were caught. Well, we had, uh, what, uh, at least two unassisted double plays because of in the, the line drives. Because of yeah, because the line drives. Here's D.J. Wright. He is fouled out and struck out, 0 for 2. And your Banzik's pitch is high for ball one. The regularly scheduled second game of the series will start approximately 30 minutes after the end of this game. Tap to the mound. That'll be easy as a little underhand toss to first. We'll retire D.J. Wright for out number two here in the seventh inning. So the Raiders, since resuming the game, have had five up and five down. Here's Gabe Jennings. He walked in the third, was called out on strikes in the fifth. So your Banzik has done the job for Rice coming out of the bullpen to start this uh, suspended game. Strike call to Jennings, nothing and one. Lights are on here at the ballpark and uh, will remain so we guess for the rest of the game. Ball hit to center field and deep, but not deep enough. The wind's going to help slow that one down as the center fielder Walsh will make the catch for out number three. It's another three up, three down inning for the Blue Raiders. Nothing across. We will go to the eighth inning. It's Middle Tennessee three, Rice nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290.
For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we go to the eighth inning. The Raiders take a three to nothing lead into this inning. With right-hander Ollie Aikens on the mound. He will face Aaron Schmigelski to lead off. Left-handed hitter. The Raiders will shift on him and he lines it into right field and beats the shift with a line single. So Smigelski picks up the second hit off Aikens and the third hit overall for Rice. Second straight inning, they have started with a base hit. And the batter will be in Royo, the shortstop who is grounded out and struck out. Royo, a right-handed batter. The Raiders go back to a normal double play depth infield. Aikens pitch, a strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. He's been throwing that breaking ball for strikes this afternoon. Ollie Aikens out of McMinn County High School, Sweetwater, Tennessee. Throwing first, runner back. James Sells throwing in the uh, Raider bullpen. I don't think they're going to let this one get away from them if they possibly. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Nothing in two now to Royo. He'll be followed by Rydell and then Paul Smith, the catcher. Howley does a really nice job of changing speeds. Checks the runner and delivers. Fly ball hit to left. The wind needs some. Help us on that. Galloway back in the corner, and he's got it for out number one. Last night, that one goes. That really looked bad for the Raiders coming off the bat, but uh, Galloway was able to get over there just shy of the foul pole in the corner and make the catch for the first out. Here's Jack Rydell, the third baseman. He had the first hit of the game for Rice. That came in the third inning off Patrick Johnson. Pitch to the plate, swung on, hit to second. Could be two, out at second. Throw to first, in time, double play. That one goes four, six, three, and the Rice Owls will head to the dugout. In the eighth inning, no runs, one hit. And nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth. Middle Tennessee three. Rice nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. And we go to the bottom half of the eighth inning. Luke Benson will lead it off for the Raiders. Benson, the number nine hitter in the order, will be followed by Eston Snyder and then J.T. Mabry here in the eighth. And it wouldn't hurt to get a couple of more runs, John. You never have enough. You never have enough runs, Dick. We know that. But I tell you, uh, through the uh, two and a third innings that Ollie Aikens has been out there, he's given up leadoff hits in the seventh and eighth and managed to work around both of them. So Luke Vinson will step in. He was hit by a pitch in the third. And... Got an infield hit and scored in the fifth inning. That's from the left side. And your Banzik ready to work. First pitch to Benson is high for ball one. Well, your Banzik is throwing. I think I'm glad that he's going against his in this game and not saving for later. Low and inside, ball two, two and oh, the count. He's retired, what, six in a row? Showed bunt, took it for a strike. Two balls on a strike. Eston Snyder waiting to hit next. And that is all three. Wow. Three and one. He wouldn't do something crazy like walking, would he? Benson and Snyder combined to get a run in in the fifth inning. Ball four is inside, and Luke Benson draws a walk. Yeah, in the fifth inning, Benson got an infield hit, stole second. Went to third on a passed ball, and Snyder drove him in with uh, a base hit. And here is Snyder, has two out of three. It wouldn't surprise you to see Luke Vinson running sometime during this at-bat, would it? He's around a bunt and takes the pitch high for ball one. 
Well, that was the uh, the pattern they were using last night. And uh, in that fifth inning, Snyder showed bunt the first couple of – in fact, he bunted unsuccessfully. Throw over to first and the runner back. And then ended up uh, with the big single. Oh, is that is that right? No, that uh, – Pitch is butted, yeah. but foul over by the Blue Raider dugout. The count will go to one and one. Yeah, that was uh, uh, bunted up uh, unsuccessfully a couple of times in that fifth inning, and then ended up uh, beating in, uh, beating out an infield single. One ball, one strike, and was not showing bunt there. The Ball popped out of the catcher's mid, and that will allow Benson to go to second. Well, that'll be a wild pitch, I think. I think you got to call that a wild pitch because Benson, uh, even though he'd taken a strong secondary lead, uh, he was actually looking back to first base and very alertly saw what happened. And that ball didn't get very far away from the catcher, uh, Paul Smith. Two balls and a strike. In the dirt again, Benson's going to third, throw down there, not in time. Now, what are we calling that? I don't know whether you call that a stolen base or a wild pitch. I think it's a wild pitch. Ball was in the in the dirt, and I think that's, again, a case of Benson picking up, uh, and that'll get a visit to the mound. So he's a third with nobody out, and a 3-1 count to Eston Snyder. We'll have a visit to the mound. I believe this is the head coach, isn't it? That Jose Cruz? I think you're right. Uh, there's, there is action uh, in the Rice bullpen, lefty and a righty, but both of them have, been, both have just started throwing. They're not even remotely close to being ready. So a three-ball, one-strike count to Snyder with nobody out in the eighth inning and a runner at third. J.T. Mabry in the on-deck circle. Rice will bring the infield in to the edge of the grass. This late in the game, they want to cut that run off if possible. Snyder needs to make contact, see if he can get the run home. He does, he does. He gets the run home, a smash past third. He's going to go to second, and the throw will come in. Stand-up double, Eston Snyder, and it's four to nothing. I think you commented uh, maybe Wednesday night, John, that with Vincent batting nine and Snyder batting one in the lineup, it's almost like having two leadoff hitters with speed back to back and it has paid off twice in this game. Sure has. So that's the first hit and the first run off your Banzik and the batter is JT Mabry and he smashes one to right field and that's going to be caught by the right fielder. Snyder tags at second. He's going to move to third after the catch. Good base running. Mabry's ball was not hit that deep but deep enough to allow Snyder to advance to third base. He's there with one out. Raiders have scored here in the eighth inning and lead four to nothing. And the important thing about that line drive uh, from Mabry is that it had the, um, it was moving the right fielder 
Garibay away or towards the right field line, away from the throw he needed to make. Mabry swings and fouls the first pitch to the screen, strike one. And that was uh, just enough that uh, with Snyder's... I said Mabry, I meant Coker. Coker's yeah. the batter. Yeah, with, uh, and with Snyder's speed, he was able to move on the throw. One strike to count, still just one out. The infield's still in. Coker takes the strike, and it's 0-2. Brett has grounded out, singled, and flied out. Right-handed with the pitch outside for a ball. One ball, two strikes to Brett Coker. So it was three to nothing when the game was suspended last night at 17 minutes after seven. It is now four to nothing. And the pitch to Coker, ground ball to third. The runner's coming home. They gotta get him in a rundown between third and home. Coker's gonna advance to second. And Snyder is going to be tagged out. Actually ran out of the uh, ran out of the baseline, so he'll be called out after the rundown. And Coker alertly went into second base. So that will be a fielder's choice. Well, and Snyder is out five to, to two, two to to something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second out. Snyder actually jumped out of the base path when the catcher attempted a swipe tag and umpire called him out immediately. Coach Myers wants to clarify that, so he is uh, satisfied heading back to the dugout. And with two outs, the runner is still in scoring position at second base for Briggs Rudder. 0 for 3 in this game. Your Banzik with the pitch and Tapped a little breaking ball, rolling foul down the third base side. Rudder was uncertain whether to run or not. The uh, pitcher and the catcher were uncertain <laughs> whether to try and pick the ball up or not. So everybody's going to go back to their station and we'll do it all over again. Now that'll give Rudder another shot. One strike to count. I hope it. Uh he makes them sorry that they didn't pick up that ball and throw him out. Ooh, inside almost hit him. One ball, one strike. I think if the catcher had picked the ball up in fair territory and he had that opportunity, I think he would have thrown Rudder out. The 1-1 pitch, check swing, and a strike is rung up. One and two. Jeremiah Boyd waiting to hit next. Raiders have pushed across a run here in the eighth inning and lead four to nothing. One more would be really nice. The pitch high inside and the runner was stealing third, but that ball hit him. So the runner had so to go back. it will uh, send Coker back to second and down to first base hit by a pitch is Briggs runner. Coker had that bag stolen. So now first and second with two outs and the batter, Jeremiah Boyd, 0 for 3 in this game. Sitting to a double play, has grounded to third and flied to right. 
Boy, it hits 333 with runners in scoring position, so. Turn and a pickoff throw to second base. Runners safe. Coker dancing around out there a little bit. Pitch misses outside, ball one. Jeremiah Boyd, grad senior. He is, this will be his only year to play for the Blue Raiders. And takes a strike on the outside corner, one and one. Came out of uh, Presbyterian College. That baseball was farther outside than the pitch before that was called the strike. Strike two is called, one and two. Working that outside corner. Coker at second. Rudder hit by the pitch, the runner at first. Inside, backed him away, two and two. Today's second game will be starting about half an hour following the completion of this game. Two balls, two strikes. Foul off his fist, caught the top of the screen, and bounced back and actually is going to roll into fair territory <laughs> down the first base side. One of our managers alertly retrieves it. Two and two, the pitch, and tapped, fouled outside third. Rydell was over there waiting for it, but it skipped foul just before it got to the bag. So everybody will come back, and we'll do it all over again. Two balls, two strikes. We'll not have our regular post-game show after this game. We'll do a quick recap and then uh, come back with our regular pre-game show for the second game. Two and two the count. High ball three and now both runners will be able to get a head start with a 3-2 count. Two outs. You're in the eighth inning. Your Banzik trying to get out of this inning. He's given up one run. Runners go. The pitch is outside for ball four. That will load the bases with two outs for Jackson Galloway. Dick, this looks like uh, an instance of trying to ride a reliever one inning too long. So Coker advances to third, Rudder is at second, Jeremiah Boyd is at first, and Galloway, who has a solo home run and three trips, lined out to the third baseman in his last appearance. Takes the pitch outside and the dirt, ball one. Outfield about straight away for this right-handed hitter. 
Strike called, and it's one and one. Your Banzik comes set. 1-1 one, one pitch, high for a ball, 2-1. That was a breaking ball. Stayed upstairs. Two balls and a strike. And the pitch. Strike mm. called. <clears throat> Galloway not sure about that call, and neither was I. Mm. And of course, I have no opinion on that. Picture. I know you've. <laughs> that one had me. Some growl. folks out in the in the stands had an opinion. No, I could hear too. them. Here's the pitch, swinging a foul straight back at a good cut. So the count will be full three and two with the bases loaded. We're gonna start the merry-go-round here. The carousel will start with this pitch. All of the runners will be moving. There they go, outside. Well, did it I have the count two, wrong, John? It, it, it was just 2-2. Two, two. I'm sorry. Now they're going to run. Back the carousel up. Give us time. <laughs> Let's get it back at the starting position. We'll start it again. Primed and ready. Okay, now we're ready. And the pitch. Low for ball four. I don't think either pitcher or catcher was uh, enamored by that call. That will go in the books as a bases loaded walk at RBI for Galloway. Coker scores from third and it's five to nothing. And the batter is DJ Wright. Bases remain loaded. Second run off your bannock. Pitches a strike call to DJ. He is the eighth man to bat in the inning. I suspect that left-hander that's been thrown in the in their bullpen is our game two starter, McCracken. Low for a ball, one and one. They do have a right-hander still throwing though. Bases loaded, two outs. And that one back to the backstop. Here comes the runner from third. Throw to the plate is not in time. As Briggs Rudder got in under the tag by the pitcher who was covering. So he will score on a wild pitch. That's uh, your Bansick's uh, third wild pitch of the inning. Yes. He only had two in his, all of his previous uh, Appearances. Runners advance to second and third. So the count will be two and one on DJ. Catcher calls time. He wants to go talk to his pitcher. Raiders will have runners at second and third, and it is now six to nothing. Three runs have scored here in the eighth inning. And that just goes to show you what a leadoff walk will do for you. And that gets... Uh, they will new make pitcher. a pitching change. So we'll have a, a new pitcher coming in for Rice while they make that change. We'll take a break and be back with more Blue Raider baseball from Learfield. 
Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. So Rice has made a pitching change here in the eighth. Mark Perkins, a sophomore from right there in Houston, Texas, will take over the pitching chores with BJ Wright standing in with a two and one count. And uh, Perkins making his ninth appearance. Uh, all but one of those in relief. He's thrown nine and a third innings, giving up 10 runs, nine of them earned on 13 hits, four walks, six strikeouts, an 8.68 ERA, no record. And of those 13 hits, seven of them have been for extra bases, four doubles, three home runs. Opponent's hitting, uh, it, it was, I had it just a second. Yeah, opponent's hitting uh, 325 against uh, this right-hander. And he will inherit a two-ball, one-strike count to D.J. Wright. So your Banzik goes two and two-thirds and lost his touch when he walked a uh, walked a run in a moment ago. The pitch is swung on and missed yeah. by Wright, and it's two and two. So we've already scored three times with runners at second and third and two outs. All of that only one hit in this inning. Your Banzik's pitch swung on, drilled foul over in front of the Rice dugout down to third base side. Rice in the ninth will have their number nine hitter to lead off. Then they'll go back to the top of the order against Ollie Aikens. Three walks and a hit batter in this inning to go with that one hit. Drilled foul down the left field line. That's into the Rice bullpen. And the count holds at two and two. Yeah, and with all that, John, also three wild pitches yeah. in the inning. One of them scored a run. Swing and a foul. This one over in front of the Blue Raider dugout. So he's uh, scattering both dugouts in this at bat. Kevin Nichols coaching at third. Mark Deluja is our first base coach. The pitch. Strike three call. I think DJ knew it. He is called out on strikes and the inning is over. But a productive inning for the Raiders. They come up with three runs in the inning on just one hit 
That was the double by Snyder. They strand two. And we go to the ninth. It's Middle Tennessee six, Rice nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. And we go to the top of the ninth inning. Paul Smith, the catcher, will lead off for Rice. He's the number nine hitter. He lined into a double play in the third inning and fly to center in the sixth. He's 0 for 2. Takes a strike from Ollie Akins. Aikens working in his, let's see. Uh, he came in with. Uh, third inning, actually his fourth inning. Pitches outside, one and one. He uh, came on to uh, start us off this afternoon with two outs in the bottom of the sixth. Now we're in, are in the top of the sixth, rather, and now we're in the top of the ninth. Swing and a miss. Count will go to one and two. So Ollie's actually pitched two and a third. Fly ball to right coming in Snyder. And he has got it for out number one. One down in the ninth. And this will be Jacob Deveni. Deveni was the first man. Ollie faced coming in in the sixth inning and he struck him out. Left-handed hitter, they do not shift for him. Swing and a miss, strike one. Strike on the outside corner. Nothing in two to Deveni. Throwing him a couple of fastballs. You always wonder if the weather hadn't interfered how long Patrick Johnson could have gone. There's a foul out of play because he had allowed only one hit. And he'd only thrown 59 pitches at that point. Five and two-thirds innings had allowed only one hit. I think he definitely could have gone seven. Pitches hit in the hole and a base hit to center field just past Maybury. And that will be the third hit off Aikens. So Deveni with a one-out single is at Second first base, base with three, Pierce, Gallo. Pierce Gallo coming up. 
Gallo had a leadoff double in the seventh inning. He is grounded out and also walked. Right-handed batter. Dakins checks the runner at first. And the pitch swung on line to left field. Galloway coming on, makes a running catch. Or out number two. And Connor Walsh was called out on strikes in the seventh. He looked at three pitches. Never took the bat off his shoulder, did he? 0 for 3. Two outs, runner at first. Moving uh, Mabry over on the left side of second base. Pitches a check swing and a ground ball to D.J. Wright. Tosses to Aikens. The out is reported at first. That's your ball game. Walsh grounds out. First baseman is a pitcher covering, and that is all in the ninth. No runs. One hit and one man left. So the Raiders a winner in game one by a score of six to nothing. The final line score for Middle Tennessee, six runs, six hits, one error. In the top of the nine for Rice, the runs on the left left three men on base. And for Rice, no runs, four hits, one error. They strand three runs. The final score, Blue Raiders two six, double plays by zero. each team in this game. Which accounts for the whole number of runners left on base. So the Raiders, by winning, will now go to 19 and 18, 9 and 7 in Conference USA. Rice will be 16 and 22, and they will be 6 and 10 in conference play. Raiders a winner, and that is actually the first game of the series. Goes to Middle Tennessee by a score of six to nothing. Now, if you'll stay with us, we're going to have more Blue Raider baseball coming up in about half an hour. We will be back with you with a regular pregame show. Probably in 15 or 20 minutes, we'll uh, let our station producer know the exact time. So stick around for more Blue Raider baseball. Raiders win it by a score of six to nothing. You're listening to Middle Tennessee baseball from Learfield. 